This is a podcast for Functional Ecology, a British Ecological Society publication. Hi everybody, my name is Laura Ferry and I'm an editor with the journal Functional Ecology and I'm thrilled to be able to speak today with one of our finalists for the Haldane Prize, Dr. Anderson Fejot. Hi Anderson. Hi Laura, thank you very much for having me. It's a really pleasure to be shortlisted for the Haldane Prize this year. And we're really excited to talk to you today. So could you give us a brief recap of what your paper is about? Sure. Uh, in our paper, we are trying to find morphological adaptations to high altitudes. So for that, we use pikas, uh, very cute animals that live at high elevations in Tibet. So we find it up to 6,200 meters. And there has been a lot of studies about genetics and physiological adaptation. So we were trying to understand more about the morphology side of the history. So what the morphology tell us about adaptations to high altitudes. Excellent. And I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with pikas. They're just adorable little mammals. You have the cuddle factor there too. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us more about how you came up with the idea to work with these ding animals? Sure. Uh, that was very interesting, actually. During my PhD, I was working with armadillos in South America. And one of the species has a very limited distribution in the high mountains of Peru. So because we know very little about it, and they have a very interesting and unique skull, so I got interested how maybe the high adaptation could shape that morphology. So when I moved to China, I was able to start this project and then explore deeply about possible adaptation to high altitudes in the skull. Interesting. And you're now at the Institute of Zoology in the Chinese Academy of Science, or a postdoc. Yeah, exactly, in Beijing. So that sounds incredibly fascinating. And that leads me to wonder, um, you just described a really interesting path from Brazil to China. How did you get involved in this kind of work? What's your sort of history in getting into science? Well, through my career, I have been mostly a study in neotropical mammals so on South America, Latin America. And after I finished my PhD in 2017, I was looking for opportunities to explore mammals from other areas. So when I got this opportunity to move to China, and then I was so excited because I was able to learn more about the totally different groups and different pressures in different environments. So that's what got me here. Very interesting. And so what's next for you, Anderson? What do, what do you think will be next on the horizon? Future projects or, or destinations? Well, so far, uh, I'm trying to learn more about the adaptation to high altitudes, but now targeting mountains in other areas of the world. So in the Andes in South America and Africa, uh, before the pandemic, I was collecting data for other mammals, but I have to stop now. But I'm very hope this year I can resume my activities to collect more data and see how those animals live in mountain areas in other worlds respond, if similar or not, to what I found in Asia. Very interesting. Well, I wish you luck with that. And it was a tremendous pleasure to be able to talk to you today and learn more about your research and uh, your work on armadillos as well as on pikas. I want to make sure that any of our listeners know also that Anderson um, composed a really beautiful blog post on this paper about pikas that you can find on the Ecology blog site. And with that, I'll say thank you, Anderson, for joining us. It was a great pleasure to talk to you today, and I look forward to seeing more of your work. Thank you very much, Lara. It was a Pleasure for me to talk more about your paper, and I hope our listeners like as well. Great. Thank you.